Hey, good evening, Patriots. That was chosen specifically tonight for Canada. Man, we are so proud of that country. I wish we had that going on here. So, Canada, thank you so much for what you are doing and for the courage and the unity that you're showing. You know, Patriots, I have spent a lot of time with Canadians. I have my movie, Bards of War, Fighting is Everything, was built around the Canadians. And you're seeing the best of Canada right now. And look and learn and admire because it's time that we wake up and they have got it going. And it's just amazing to see. Before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com. Head on over there, scroll on down to the radio listeners box, click on that for the latest savings. All sorts of amazing things going on there, including six-piece towel sets for $39.99, buy one, get one free, Giza sheets, it's amazing. It's all sorts of good stuff going on. You have the uh, 50% off on my slippers, all sorts of great sales. And all you need to do is use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, across the entire site. And the Frank Speech site and the MyPillow dot and the My Store site. So head on over to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code Bards B A R D S. Take advantage of some incredible savings that are going on right now. Support a company that fights for liberty. And by the way, Mike Lindell is on this week. He'll be on Tuesday night. Looking forward to having him on. So it's going to be a great week. And then on Thursday, we have Sean from SGT Report coming on. So it's going to be a really exciting week and some other great stuff happening. So, okay, so outside of that, make sure you check out MyPillow.com. Use your promo code BARDS. Also, The Founders Bible, thefoundersbible.com. Head on over there to check out the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition with our founder's documents worked in. Again, you use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for 20% off on those. And finally, Expedition Coffee, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. It's the home of the BARDS branded coffee, a coffee designed for the warrior of our time. Gives you that boost of energy you need all day that sustains you all day, keeps your head clear, boosts your immune system, and enhances your serotonin. And while you're there, check out the other full complement of products that are designed to work as a health ecosystem together. Those include the gut health triad, immune, which is a way to heal and seal your gut. Leaky gut is one of the main problems we have in health in this nation. And we have the immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pine cone extract, high in vitamin C. Pure 47, which is an a silver extract refined down to a nano level that has the ability to isolate any pathogens in your body, including HIV and a full complement of the SARS-CoV virus bioweapons being launched against us, and Earth, which is a full-body nutrient supplement. Take one scoop a day, drink it with water like a shake. It's fantastic for you. So all of those products work together to create a full armor of your ecosystem, of your body immune system. Check that out at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. All those links are below the podcast. So, Patriots, it's been an interesting day. A lot of news going on and a lot of Canadian news going on, as should be. So a lot of congratulations to Canada. It's really um, a huge success that they've had. It's nice to see. We are... Um, In our country, we seem to be slow at coming around right now. I don't really know 
what else to say, but we are kind of slow at getting on the ball. I want to start tonight with a couple clips. I'm just going to play a few clips. I'm going to warn you, a couple of these clips have the F-bomb in them, so not too much, but there's a couple of them. So if you're highly sensitive to that, um, plug your ears. But um, anyway, just giving you a heads up on that a little bit. So let me start with this. This is a clip from Catherine Austin Fitz. Kind of gives you a perspective of what we're currently facing. I think all of this is in the right tenor because we're we're facing a, a global tyranny that are running by the banksters. I just I want you to hear this and get a sense of just the magnitude of what we're looking at. It's about two minutes twenty four seconds. Under the guise of a health emergency, we're watching the central banks take over the treasuries and the finances of sovereign governments and sovereignty of governments being imploded. And we are at a juncture where, as Vera says, we have to stop something. We have to do something because we cannot let this um, proceed. If we allow not just the mandates, but the vaccine passports or digital IDs or any part of what is considered to be the financial transaction control grid go into place, the combination of those systems together, much of which have been developed for the last 30 years, those systems together will combine into a control grid that can turn our home and our cars into a digital concentration camp. It's what Vera said. We don't need camps. We can use the remote technology to literally turn our own homes, our own cars, and our own communities into digital concentration camps. So we must say no. We must say no to the mandates, but we must say no to the transaction control grid because that transaction control grid can be used to implement thousands and thousands of meta mandates when it goes into place. So thousands and thousands of meta mandates. What she's getting at is the ability as well to centralize the control. They have the ability from central offices in their plan to be able to switch on your access or not. I'm going to continue with this. She's going to reference a video that's not in this clip, but just listen closely to how she finishes this. You put the passports or the IDs and the CBDCs, central bank digital currencies, together, and they can, if, if they decide you can't transact more than five kilometers from your home, you can't transact more than five kilometers from your home. If you can't, um, if they don't want you driving your car, you can't drive your car. If they don't want you buying pizza, you can't buy pizza. And, uh, and you will see a 56-second video of the general manager of the Bank of International Settlements in Basel, Switzerland, the central bank of central bank, explain that with CBDC uh, uh, as a replacement or a digital currency, they can make the rules of how the currency is used and they can enforce the rules centrally. Let that sit in centrally. So um, one great activist said that the implementation of the passports is the end of human liberty in the West, and that is in fact true if we let this control grid go in. This is what we're ultimately fighting. And when you hear me talk all the time about a breakaway economy and the need to get to county by county and make that the focus and have counties start to get cleaned up from top to bottom, start to build our basis of being sovereign from our home outward and be able to start to develop mechanisms to trade and have commerce between counties. This is what I'm getting at. Catherine Austin Fitz is brilliant on this area and I, I'm hoping to get her on the show in the near future. But this is 
what we're talking about is their ability to control your life as long as you're involved in the digital realm. We hear all the time, and I hear it all the time. You know, you hear me, you know, you've heard me talk about it as well. I mean, the blockchain and, and, and the digital currency issue, it's not going to prevent them from controlling access to the web. And as long as you are reliant on an access portal for commerce that has anything to do with web access, they're going to control that. So it's really essential that we start innovating past that and start looking towards ideas and start really emphasizing that local sovereignty. And part of what's going on in Canada right now is part of that. I mean, one of the things that they're showing and demonstrating to the world is if you don't have truckers, you don't move products, you don't get food on shelves. It's pretty simple. Now listen to this from, uh, there's another clip here. Next one is from Circleback Jenny Pistacki or whatever her name is. Listen to this real carefully, what she says. Look, I think that uh, everyone is going to have to take a hard look at where they want to be uh, at this moment in history as we're looking at efforts across the country to, uh, pre to prevent people from being able to exercise their fundamental rights. Yeah, you heard that right. To prevent people from exercising their fundamental rights. That's our government working by and for the people, I guess, right? So something like that. All right, so check this one out. The government of Victoria State, where Melbourne is, are using this is Stu Peters. taxpayer funds to promote pedophilia on TikTok. We're not even remotely kidding. The Youth Affairs Council of Victoria produced a video telling teenagers to go on vax dates with their partners to get vaccinated without their parents' knowledge or permission. Look. Okay, so... Now lockdown's over. Should we go out and do something on the weekend? I mean, the new Spider-Man movie's coming out. Oh, that is true. Because that I am. This is actually the video, but you're hearing the audio. Great idea. <laughs> hey, do you think to see Spider-Man, please? Sure thing. Can I just see your vaccination certificates first, please? Of course. Here you go. Um, my parents haven't let me get vaccinated yet. I mean, you're over 14. You don't actually need to get their permission. Now she's getting vaccinated. Wait till you hear the end of this video. It's going to blow you away. Oh, they're real intimate. Lovey dovey, two little ladies. All of that is disturbing enough by itself, encouraging children to ally with the state against their own parents to get a vaccine that they don't need and which could be horrible for their health and deadly, most likely. It's like children being trained to rat on their parents in Soviet Russia. But there's another screwed up detail in that video as well. One of the teenagers in it isn't a teenager at all. The video shows her ID. She's 45 years old. So we have the government of Australia promoting same-sex pedophilia, rebellion against parents, and a dangerous, totally unnecessary bioweapon shot all in the same 
sick demonic video. That's Australia for you right now. It sure is. All these great Western governments we're dealing with right now, you can see what they're doing. Here's another one for you tonight. So I just heard from Republican Girls page that it's confirmed 600 truckers from the states are joining our protest. And I feel like a fucking cheese ball crying, but I just want to say thanks to you guys. For a lot of Canadians, America represents freedom. And to know that you guys actually have our backs and acknowledge that we exist really means a lot. It does. And I'll tell you, that's a true sentiment she just said. We forget what we really are. And it's not just said lightly. I worked with the Canadians. I've told you that. And I've told you, my film is available for free underneath the podcast, Bars of War Film, Fighting is Everything. You can download it for free. That's Canadians. Download it. Watch them. Take 90 minutes out of your time. Watch that film. It won an Emmy, so it can't be too bad. And I'm a conservative, so that should tell you one thing, right? And I have Christ in my heart, so I should tell you another thing. Don't ask me how they did that one. They must, I must, they must not have seen that on my resume. But anyway, my point is, take time to understand who our northern neighbors are. Canadians have a different way of being. They're not us, but they're like us. There's a difference. But they respect us and admire what we stand for. And here we are flushing it down the toilet. And right now, they're the ones that are acting like watchers on the wall. They're the ones that are up here pushing their trucks across the country, and they're they're telling the people straight up, they're not leaving Ottawa until they get what they want. I hope our truckers come through. We've had enough of this false flag garbage with our truckers, and I, if our truckers do this, I want them on, our, on the show. I'd love to get some Canadian truckers on this show. So I know we've got a couple from Canada here on the on. See if you can hook me up. I'd love to talk to them. This is the sort of stuff we need to hear. And I am serious when I say that they look to the United States and we have not been leading the world at all. And it's sad because we have everything we need, the documents that give us that right to to overthrow this government, the documents that dictate our our God-given rights more than any other country, and we're sitting on our tail as the rest of the world's trying to fight for survival. This is this has got another f bomb in it. Just be aware of it. This this is straight up right here. Listen up. Why on earth is Canada of all places standing up before America does? That right there. That was a fucking real question. Home of the free land of the brave, but last to stand up for our rights. Bingo. Can't say it any better. Look, Patriots, we're, Bards FM is heard all across the world. And that's an amazing honor and grace that God's given. And this podcast is heard in 120 countries. And I mean, I just, it moves me every time I hear from people. We have people in Germany listening, people in UK listening. We're in every single province in Canada, by the way. We're in Mexico, we're all through South America, we're in Africa, we're in China. 
We're in New Zealand. We're in through Central Asia. We're in, we're all over. And the message that comes out constantly is the same message, which it's centered on who we are as Americans and the world is listening and the world is acting. It is our time. We're long past our time. We should have been here a year ago. And I'm not taking away anything from anybody that's been fighting, but we've got to kick some people in the tail. It's time to stand up and start acting like who we are. This is the problem that we, we literally are having is that we've just become complacent. I'm going to read Ezekiel three seventeen to 12, 21. Listen to these words. Son of man, I have appointed you a watchman to the house of Israel. Whenever you hear a word from my mouth, warn them from me. When I say to the wicked, you will surely die, and you do not warn him or speak out to warn the wicked from his wicked way that he may live, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I shall require at your hand. Yet if you have warned the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness, or from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But you have delivered yourself. Again, when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I place an obstacle before him, he will die. Since you have not warned him, he shall die in his sin, and his righteous deeds, which he has done, shall not be redeemed. But his blood I will require at your hand. However, if you have warned the righteous man that the righteous should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he took warning, and you have delivered yourself. We are the watchers on the wall. It's what we always have been. And that voice of calling out and leading the world was what was on us. Not this despicable government, not MAGA rallies, it was the truth and what was coming. Here's the hardest part I think everyone's going to have to digest. And it won't be easy, but it's the truth. And that is that when you're looking for the center of evil, look no further but right here. We have become the center of evil for the world. This is where this mRNA vax was incubated. This is where the concepts of transhumanism were incubated. This is where the idea of letting a biomedical company seize control of the government became standardized. This is where election fraud was incubated, test run, and mastered before they exported it around the world by our CIA. We have been given an opportunity to have a land based on life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We've squandered it. And this, isn't in, this is something we can reclaim, but we are going to have to take action as people. This is our time that we make a choice, and the choices are pretty blunt. Right now, Canada is making a choice. They're coming together as a nation against all odds. By the way, it's cold up there, if you haven't noticed that. One thing I love about Canadians, like it gets colder and they seem to all come out more. You put them in the summertime, they all go indoors or something. I don't know what they do. But, man, you get it colder. And then it's like, wait a minute, how come, like, there's tens of thousands of you? 
and you make it colder, like 20,000 more come out. It's like, what is wrong with you people? But that's Canada, man. They embrace it, and they, I, I love them for it. I really do. I will tell you, and I've said this before, we have, you have no idea, if you haven't worked with Canadians, you have no idea what an incredible northern ally neighbor we have. Canadians, in 9-11, I was not in the United States. I was actually in Victoria on Vancouver Island. And I woke up to a dream of three rockets hitting a building. And the person I was with had gone downstairs and she was checking this out. And I was like, I was a major grump that morning, by the way, super major grump. In fact, she's like, I got to leave the room. You, you're, you're bad. I go, yeah, just leave me alone. And so I get my stuff together. I get ready to head out and she comes back and, sh- and she's looks shocked. And I said, what's going on? And she says, the United States is under attack. So we went downstairs to the desk and I went to check out and the, the desk clerk pushes my keys back at me. And she says, you need to, you're going to stay here. You can't go home right now, but you can stay in the hotel as long as you need on us. Just, we're, we just, we can't believe what's happening. She didn't know me. I'm an American. They was there one night. The story that goes on on 9-11 that Americans, most Americans don't know is the unbelievable friendship that was extended by Canada. All of those planes that got diverted for that Mossad-driven operation that blew up our buildings and blamed it on a fake terrorist organization called Al-Qaeda, backed by our CIA. Well, that collapse of those buildings shut down every aircraft, shut down every airport in the country, and all airlines had to ground immediately. So Canada got overrun with flights. They they don't have the capacity to deal with us, with all these flights coming in, because a lot of the pathways go through Canada, especially international flights. They fly over Canada and then down into the States. So in Vancouver, they were getting overrun. Planes were landing. Hotels closed up immediately. On the radio stations, Canadians just started calling in randomly, and it was just one after the other. We just sat there and listened to it all day, and they were things like, I've got two rooms. I can take three people. I can take four people. It's total strangers. They didn't know who what was, what was going on. This friendship, this brotherhood that they extended carried on. So that day, I went down to the waterfront while we were trying to figure out how to get across. And a bagpipe player came out and played. Just played. Little did I know at that time the foreshadowing of what that was going to be in my life. I have sat through way too many funerals with bagpipes, and I've seen way too many Canadians been put on planes. They sacrificed their love for liberty and their support of us with their own blood, and it was real. And they're doing it again. And they're up here today, and in this weekend, they're, they're standing up in a way that we should have already. 
I heard something today from an American trucker, and it's fine. I mean, they said, like, we're, we're starting our convoy out of California. We're moving across the country, and we're going to follow them. And I was like, wrong words, wrong words. We should have been leading the world, but okay, let's get on with it then. Time to buckle up and start making this happen. So, Canada, just hear it from me. You have my love, man. You have earned your right on this stage. Lead it now. You've got it. Lead the world. You deserve every bit of it. And every bit of praise that you get, you deserve. And every bit of condemnation, push back. And for those in PPCLI that were with me and you know who you are, remember Sanguine. The ambush changes you. If you haven't seen the film, watch it. They're ferocious when they need to be. Canada knows how to fight. They know how to fight well. It's an honor and a privilege for me to have been with the Canadians. I spent quite a bit of time with them over the years I was in Afghanistan. I have, my, I have an unbelievable respect for them. And they are not American. Get it right. And they're not some like stupid, stupid little colony like we like to think of them. Canadians respect us and look up to us. But right now, the world is looking up to Canada. God bless them, man. And the beautiful thing is that God's returning to Canada with this. Canadians have been a fairly agnostic culture. Ben Emery is a great friend of mine. He was in the ambush in, in uh, Sanguine. And um, he and I were together, actually almost side by side, when the ambush broke out. Another one of our... The three of us, another close friend is Chuck Prodnick. He was on the show on the evening of the elections. And Chuck was a squad leader. When the ambush broke out in Sanguine, I went high. Ben looked down and saw Chuck in the field with his team, with the squad. And Ben jumped over the fence and ran through fire to join Chuck. Chuck later asked him, he said, what in the hell were you doing coming to join me? And Ben said, there was no way you were dying alone. But here's the other part of that story. Ben had been reading the Bible the entire time quietly to himself. And on that day, God came to him and showed him that he was not going to die. He was invincible as bullets were racing around him. Ben left the service and went to seminary and is now a pastor up in Ontario. So God bless him as well. So the Canadians aren't fighting this for themselves. That's the most important thing. If you've listened to any of the truckers or all the truckers are doing the same thing. It's not about Canada. They're fighting for the world. And I, I think the part that's hardest for me, as I have worked through these last six years, seven years of domestic politics and awakening, we've heard all this garbage of the U.S. in the U.S. We've heard the militias talking about, well, we're going to get our guns and stand up to it. I've heard the the chest thumping from all my military buddies. We've seen 
the rise of rallies as long as somebody was leading them, Trump. But the organic movement in the United States has no energy. This isn't being led by somebody in Canada. These are Canadians coming together. We've got something to learn here. And it's something that we need to take to heart. We've had a lot of talk. And like I said, once we had January 6th, which was a whatever that was, it was a mess is what it was. And it was intended to be a mess because it was infiltrated by the FBI and it was infiltrated by all the FBI sub-agents and different departments. It was set up to destroy the movement, and unfortunately it did. And we have Trump who's doing rallies, who today in his rally says, go Canada, we back the truckers. I felt like just going, uh, Mr. President, would you like to say something real, like tell us, tell our truckers to get busy? We should not be looking out of our borders right now. And the thing is, this whole movement from the elite that has engineered this so well, and I'm putting Trump right in this basket, that unless they tell us what to do, Americans aren't moving. Unless Trump says, get up and go to D.C., nobody does. Yeah, some people went for the medical rally, and God bless you for doing that, by the way. But we just aren't seeing the motion. And you've heard me say it time and again. We don't have any leadership right now, which is exactly as it should be. We should be standing up as the people. The answer to this fight is not going to be them. We're not going to find some guy on a white shiny horse in a silver armor suit that's going to carry us forward to the fight. That's going to be we the people with Christ and God in our heart. That is how we move. And if we will do that, this nation will change overnight. But they're so effective in Canada that little Castro, weenie snip, Trudeau just buggered on out of town to go into hiding somewhere, which in itself is just, I mean, that's, that's just unbelievable. Basically, he just gave up. And they're not going to say that. But I want you to imagine if the President of the United States left the White House because of a big trucker rally that was coming in. And essentially, that would mean the people took back the Capitol. That's exactly what just happened in Canada. The people took back the Capitol. And now the Canadians, I'll only say this, don't stop pressing in on this fight. Pursue it to the end. Pursue it and lead the world and show the world what it's like to reset the government by and for the people. And by the way, we've got a great thing called the Declaration of Independence Canada. Use it, copy it, and get it into your founding documents. I don't know if most of you know, but Canada has some sort of thing called a charter. It's goofball. It doesn't officially give them the rights that we have. Their rights are not given by God. Their rights are ordained by legislative body or probably origin of the queen or king. Canada needs to get those rights that we have, but we were given a fundamental document. I've been over it the last two days. I'm going to go over it again on Monday. The Declaration of Independence sets down our guidelines, which says basically, if your government becomes a tyranny, throw it over, overthrow it. And by the way, you have that responsibility and duty as an American. 
And we're here. And we've got the mass masked idiots walking around the streets. And we have people complaining about how their corporate jobs are crushing in on them. And they're, I don't know if I'm going to be able to go to work or continue or pay my mortgage because they might make me get a vax. While the country slides into oblivion. It is all in, patriots. All in or all out. That's it. Our sacred honor. That is where we are at. And it is either time that Americans as a whole stand up and throw it all in. You have, let me put it like this. Our founding fathers understood something. If they didn't put everything in and wage everything in that in their commitment to what they were fighting for, which was liberty, they knew that if they lost, they were going to lose everything anyway. There is this real selfish thing going on right now. People are like, okay, well, I got to make sure my 401k is growing. I got to move some money around here. I got to do this. I got to, I'm going to try to sell my house. I'm going to remortgage my house and make some more money right now because it's got low interest rates and all this me crap going on. Let me put it like this. If this side wins, here's how it's going to play out. Catherine Austin Fitz laid it out. It's going to go like this. They're going to erase all debt. And in the replacement of that, they're going to say, your debt's erased. But now we own everything and you can get your money now as long as you are digitally chipped and you're integrated into the digital system. Otherwise, you have nothing and you're evicted. Get that right. You're going to lose your property. You're going to lose everything you have. What's amazing is I'm meeting more and more people of extreme wealth. Multi multimillionaires and billionaires that are saying that are starting to get involved with people and patriots because they're like, you know what, if this thing goes doesn't go right, we're gonna lose everything by this government. They're gonna take it from us. Now, why has that not trickled down to the lower level? I have no clue. But it's stunning. Apparently in Canada they figured it out. Because they're seeing this squeeze going on and their rights being crushed. And they finally just had enough, and they said enough is enough. Where are our guys running the oil rigs? Why are they not protesting as their jobs get shut down? Where's this thing about strikes on the train that we thought was going to happen, which won't happen because the unions run everybody? How about this thing with the airlines? Oh, we're going we're gonna to have a big shutdown of the airlines. It didn't happen. Why? Because all they wanted all along was no mask. They wanted no vax mandates so they could keep their damn job. There isn't a driver in, up there in Canada or people out on the streets that care, gives any care right now about their job other than getting their rights back and getting their government out of their business. That's the right attitude. And where we sit as a nation right now, I mean, land of the free, home of the brave, except when it requires you to stand up and do something. Stunning. My first summer in Afghanistan, 2006, I sat, was participant in, meaning watched and was participant in the formations of over 30 ramp ceremonies. Put that in translation. That's 30 caskets of young men, many of them special operations guys, put on the back of C-130s, put on the back of C-anything, and flown out of the country to Germany and then home. 
That's a settling thing, and multiple countries too, by the way. When I was with the Canadians in the spring of 2007, one of the LAVs, which is their small, this their wheeled armored personnel vehicle, got hit with a massive IED, a double stack, double stack Italian tank mine. Over ten people killed. On the way back from the operation in July of 2006, one of the vehicles hit an IED. It was a vehicle-borne IED, drove into them and blew up, going through Kandahar. You can see that funeral in the film. And that was after we went through an amazing operation led by Lieutenant Colonel Ian Hope, where there had not been, I don't believe they lost a single man except when they came home, meaning came back to their base. And then a vehicle-borne IED hit one of their vehicles and decimated it and killed some of their guys. Some of those guys I knew. War is real when, it, when there's bullets flying, but somehow when there's information going on and you don't have to feel that body dropping in the street or see the bloated body as you walk by in the trenches or see the family drag the body out of the ditch that's been dried in the sun for about a week. I guess that's somehow the war doesn't exist. And yet we're being attacked in a way that's insidious. If you listen to Tom Wren's testimony in front of the Senate the other day, what he's telling you is the military has now been destroyed. I'm going to get into this more detail on Monday, but that F-35 crash that just happened on on the USS Vincent, That pilot had just been vaxxed. He had a cardiac arrest in the plane. He ejected at the last minute. The plane crashed. There's 10 sailors in in critical care right now. So let me just put all that in perspective. That's part of the war that's being waged to decimate our military, decimate our people, wipe out our elderly. Let me tell you, you are in a war of a magnitude you can't even comprehend. They are literally taking their time over a process of three to five years to eliminate the military as we know it, convert it to their friendly types, which are not friendly to us. They are, they are injecting police officers. They are injecting first responders of all kinds to break them down so there is no infrastructure to protect you. They are going after the elderly to selectively erase them from humanity. They are going after the kids to start getting them accustomed in their immune systems dependent upon this new mRNA. So for the rest of their lives, they have to take injections and boosters. If you aren't screaming at the top of your lungs and beating down doors, you might want to rethink that one. They're not giving you no mandates because you want anything, and it's not because this these damn protests across this nation have given you anything. There's nothing that's been given. They are giving you back some rights because now they had achieved what they needed to achieve in phase one. More than ever right now is a time to anchor in to the strength of Christ, not the please help me God thing because I'm long past that 
and you've heard me talk about this. There is a martial aspect to being to walking in the body of Christ, and it sure as heck isn't rolling over and being a cockroach because they think you're a cockroach. This is about being strong. This is about taking risks. This is about throwing it all in because if you lose, if we lose, it's done, folks. It's done. There's no place to go. There's nothing your kids have. There's nothing. And all it is is just for the rest of the time, it's kind of like Red Dawn scurrying around trying to fight a little bit here and there as why they just continue to grow out their monster control with digital surveillance. And they don't care. And they will not stop until you put them down like a rabid dog. These people are your enemy. And we voted some of them in. So look to Canada. Because I'll tell you. Philippians 1.21 For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. In other words, fearlessness in this time. And let us always remember Luke 10.19. If you doubt where you walk in this fight, if you doubt what your rules are of engagement, it's pretty simple. God gave us the rules of engagement. Christ gave us the rules of engagement in Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will injure you. Man, that's like as plain as it gets. Kick them, crush them move through them, occupy the land, expand the kingdom. Got it? Check. God got it. Moving out. And this is literally where we as a nation are going to be defined now in the coming months and next three years. And one thing I do know, and I want you all to hear this because I know this, because I talked to too many of them. The most amazing thing is, no matter when we decide to stand up, do you know who will have our six, who have our back the whole time? You got it, Canada. Because that's who they are. They're their most loyal friend. They're their, your most loyal neighbor. I have friends up there that openly tell me, Scott, I, I just... I just can't walk. I love your love for Christ. I love your love for God. I can't walk that path, but I will always be there for you, with you, no matter what happens. And I'm like, check, got it. And I'll pray for you. So this is about all of us collectively as humanity. And the chips are on the table. And wherever we go now, will be dependent on what we do. If you're sitting here waiting for Christ to come back or you're waiting for some sort of revelationary moment or whatever, just keep waiting. Might as well just go to the theater and get your vaccine and enjoy it because that's not what God would want you to do and it sure as heck isn't what the reality is and you're a waste of time for us. But if you're going to be serious about this fight, then there's a couple of things. Don't live in sin. 
quit playing around. If you are living in sin, fix it. Accept Christ in your life. Get serious about it. This isn't a game. And if you can't deal with that, then get out of the kitchen. And when you do those two things, focus your eyes forward on what needs to do in helping the us, not the me. I am looking at my own circles of people that I trust and work with every day, and we all have to start getting focused. If we have people in the circles that are, are not going to walk with God and walk with Christ in a pure way, we're going to have to start peeling it back because God doesn't need hundreds of thousands. He needs 300. He needs where two or three are gathered truly in his name. And it's going to take that intensity and that focus to move forward. And we all have to start getting that narrowed in because we will only win this if we are unified in the body of Christ and through Christ to the Father. And we will only win this if we stand strong together on that premise. All this other chatter and noise. Remember, while some may doubt Christ or may not think that he's that important or it's not that big of a deal, let me tell you something. The demons know who he is and they're real and they are active to try to tell you otherwise, to try to convince you he's not real because they know how real he is. And they're right now, they're doing a pretty good job of destroying this world. So we better start doing a better job of getting Christ in our heart, getting true and intimate with him, cleaning up our homes and our mess, whatever that is, getting right with God and walk proudly as Christian soldiers in God's army. That's it. And in the end, we do that. We've got this. We'll win. Let's pray, patriots. Heavenly Father, tonight we just ask that you'll hear our prayers. To begin tonight, to hear our prayers for the thousands of Canadians that are standing and just making such a statement for the world. Our prayers for them, for all that they're doing, all the sacrifice they're making, and the courage that they have not armed with swords of steel, but armed in the many different forms that they have of the sword of the Spirit. Lord, they are. we have people from all walks of life in Canada. And tonight we pray that that light and that love of Christ can touch each and every one of them, to give them strength, and in so doing, to give them that brilliance that of light and love that only Christ can bring to turn their movement into the lamp on the hill. Let the world see, let the world watch, let the world be illuminated by the glory and beauty of all that's there of what they're standing for. Lord, they are truly becoming the salt of the earth. And so we ask for your blessings to guide them, to lead them, to enrich them and to Fill their hearts with that incredible love. And as we as Americans sit and watch, Lord, we pray that we can have that strength, that power of giving to us from the very beginning, rekindle that fire of righteousness, light within us again. To shake us from the sleeping slumber. 
to rank this, bring this nation to its feet and to join Canada and in so doing shake the world. Lord, we all know very well that we begin this fight on our knees and we rise in this fight to never bow to any man. And we walk fearlessly in this fight and so we pray for that fearlessness to permeate all the ranks to get that strength back, to find the martial strength back, that power that comes from the courage and the courageousness of the warrior Christ Jesus. Let that fire burn. It's time we flip tables, Lord, and we know it. So let us flip tables. Guide us, protect us. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. This is an important time across the world. Canada's awakening has led to Australian truckers and Italian truckers and Austrian truckers and now American truckers, apparently. And just so I say it, I love our truckers. I really do. I just... I was so hoping they were going to do this a year ago, like they said they were. And then they were going to do it last November, but that didn't happen. And they were going to do it in December, and that didn't happen. But they've done it before, and they've done it brilliantly before. So I'll close tonight by just saying an encouraging word. Do it. Just do it. You got nothing to lose. You got everything to gain. We all have everything to gain because right now, folks, don't get pacified by these offerings of no mandates and all this because at the core, nothing has changed. Pay attention to what goes on in other parts of the world. Australia is already moving towards mandated measles shots, mandated this shot, that shot. They've got 15 different shots now that they're talking about mandating in in lieu of COVID dying down. They're not going to stop this fight. In my small town, in Oregon, 22,000 people, this despicable school district just announced at the end of all this, when we say that there's hardly any threat left, they just announced today that from K through 12, every single student has to be injected and has to have a mask on. That's in a conservative small town. I will tell you honestly, when that day comes that those nooses get put over the gallows, I'll be right there pulling the damn lever to watch every one of those school district people hang because you don't screw with the children. This fight is long from over. It's time for us to light the fires of righteousness and get busy because we have a lot of work to do. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up, and especially right now, prayers up for Canada. They're going to need that prayer strength to keep this momentum going. They need to hold the line, and they're only going to be able to do it when they get the strength, and if they hear Americans standing with them, they will stay committed. They can do it on their own, but it sure is a heck of a lot easier when you know you've got your biggest player in the in the field behind you going go Canada and we need to
God has got this. He's with us. He's never going to forsake us, but we've got to dig in. We have to trust in God like never before. And with that, we will be right there with him when that victory is achieved. By our sacred honor. And every one of us has to make that commitment. And when we do that, and we put God first, and we walk truly in that relationship with Christ, we've got this. Not easy, but we've got it. So have a blessed night, patriots. I'll see you tomorrow night for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too. All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose. Reaching out for something to pull us up to level ground. Oh, I can see it now. I can see it now.
the tides Out on the freeway Let it ease my mind We run away sometimes When belonging becomes something to find We always come back To what we know Keep it close on the cold days, darling Counting all the ways You are a safe place to hide from the rain